Liverpool going on his own. He gets the try. The Red 78. We're both monster people. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. Hello folks, you're very welcome along to the Red 78, a Munster podcast for Munster fans. My name's Rory O'Hagan. We have a lot to discuss on today's show. Uh, Munster's defeat to Leinster in the rain in Toman Park. The mounting injury list for the Reds and the trip to Galway to come on New Year's Day. And who better to discuss it than with Munster legends Alan Quinlan and Fiona Hayes. Guys, how are you? How was your Christmas, Fiona? Good, great Christmas. Um, was up in torment for the old uh, derby, so was disappointed with that, and probably haven't recovered from my one too many jars at that as well. But uh, no, good, good to relax. Connie, how'd you get on? Oh, grand, yeah, very, very nice and relaxing and quiet. And uh, Liverpool did well. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. we say nothing about the other yeah. results. That's because they overwatered the pitch. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was. Yeah. now it's over now it's, it was nice it was very relaxing that's all you want for, for Christmas it wasn't the Christmas that Munster wanted losing to Leinster we've got loads of comments coming in uh, about the game um, Fiona not, they're not really critical of Munster I suppose given the, the, the injury list that we have at the moment and people are still seeing the positives in Munster's performance yeah, I was uh, quite surprised as well. I thought, you know, especially after the couple of the draw and the loss, I thought this was the game that would have tipped people a little bit. But look, it's the injury front I think people are, are really focusing on. And it's the performance as well. They, they've put in some good performances. I'll, I'll read out a couple that we have here. Obviously, can't get to everyone, but um, Adrian Harrington, um, said credited cu- current Munster squad they are closing the gap as the derbies were way too lopsided albeit with all the injuries and factoring the bench Leinster can bring on Munster will feel this is another one that got away too many bad decisions decisions and sloppy mistakes Oshin Short came in with Clark deserves massive credit Zebo could be dangerous with a run of form Munster need to rest Crowley he looks absolutely exhausted and frustrated would like to see Okian O'Connell called up lack of on-field leadership at the moment mm. um, this one you're going to love this one Quinny Ger Mallon says bring your boots Alan you'll probably be playing uh, against the Crusaders <laughs> at this rate um, and look Tom Lonergan said atrocious conditions and possibly the worst game ever at Toman Park. Hope a injury is not too serious. The less said about Casey, um, the better acting the bleep. Um, we need Peter O'Mahony, Byrne and Klein back ASAP. We have to make use of Snyman while he's around and Connacht will definitely be up for it. And I thought Dahi came in with a couple of positives. Positives, encouraging start by uh, Jaeger. He gave Porter problems. Zebo Nankville, Dogbo, Hearn put in solid shifts and well done Clark against the weather and a huge Leinster pack. He stood up and fought and negative so many injuries. Central contract issues as discussed and he has uh, said Coombs' form at the minute as well. Alright, plenty to uh, to discuss there and uh, break down. Uh, first of all Quinny, you look fit. Do you fancy running out in Parky Cueve? <laughs> I'd be nice, yeah. I'd, I, I'd, the mind, it certainly uh, <laughs> be up for it, but uh, I don't think the rest of my body would uh, react as quickly as it would need to. But um, yeah, it's, it's. Um, I think the general consensus from people who who send in messages, because um, we've got to be careful here. We've got to analyze as best we can, and and. Um, but I think it's been a common theme in the last few weeks. Um, obviously, it's not all down to injuries, of course. 
but the injuries have really hampered this this team and that's the general consensus from everybody that um there's there's a lot of quality players missing and it's call, causing issues around the set piece and the power game and and the physicality and that's been pretty telling i think uh, the way monster finished games probably has 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 not been great either. They've lost control. People, the word leadership is mentioned a good bit in the last in the tweets in the last few weeks from people watching. Um, I suppose that leadership comes with experience, uh, quality players, internationals that you're missing. Um, so it's a tough learning curve for for these these players at the moment, and they're they're in a tough moment. They've got to really dig in because you know. I know we'll talk about it trip to the sports ground on, on Monday is going to be a very, very tricky one. I know Connacht have, have a few injuries themselves, mm-hmm. but I think just in the key positions and what happened on, on Tuesday night in Thomond Park, um, you just, it's hard to believe that you lose your hooker, a loose head prop, um, a second row and a centre, and they potentially could be out for a, a long period of time again. Um, it's really difficult for them, but I think we can't get away from the fact that there's inaccuracies, particularly around the set piece in the lineout. And I know we get into the match in a minute. You know, there's certain times in the game that you know Munster need to win the lineout, lock out the scrum, and and you know just be really clinical in those important pressure moments, particularly when you're attacking the opposition. And Leinster are a superb side, um, and I think Fiona mentioned it there, and, and some of the tweeters did as well. Um, the impact off the bench and you know I just don't think Munster have enough depth in certain areas even if everybody was fit and available particularly to you know I think if you get to a point where Munster had everybody available um, you can rotate players you can keep them fresh there's a number of players having to play week on week for the last two months um and I just think it's it's telling. And um, but look, there's nothing they can do. They've just got to keep working hard. You can't just suddenly invent players that are not there. Um, younger players have probably have to come in for the squad in Galway as well. And um, they're in a tough place at the moment. You know they've lost. Um, that's four games they've lost now in the in the league. Um, not three games they've lost. Sorry, two to Leinster and away to Ulster, and they've a draw in there as well. So. It's difficult. I think if they can get through this period and um, get something in Galway, you know, Europe is a different kettle of fish. I think it's it might be a step too far, particularly with with players that are missing now. Um, I think Munster have a decent run of fixtures then come the end of January in the URC. So it may at this stage it was looking so promising at the start of the yeah. season with this really good start. We may be looking at a stage now where we're kind of hoping to get into that seven, six, seven day position again in the league come come the come May. So we'll see. But um, no point in looking too far ahead. I think mm. they have a a crisis at the moment with all the mm. players that are missing. Fiona, you were in Thomond Park in the stand, or in the terraces, I should say, getting rained on. It looked abysmal on TV. Now, I know conditions are the same for both teams. She didn't stay there too long, Rory. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, Quinny. <laughs> I went into your old haunt in the Shannon Bar to see your face hanging on the wall, Quinny. That was all. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, did you go back out, though? Yeah. <laughs> Conditions were horrendous as well. Um, were, yeah. We probably should say as well, Rory, like and Fiona, you know this. 
Um, there was a time where the wind and the rain would suit uh, some of the teams yeah. I played on, but but not this team. And I think uh, some people are saying there's no plan B. That there's no the meaning. You know, we can't stick the ball up the jumper and be really dominant in that situation, forward dominance, because yeah. there's a power issue and there's a, a size issue and there's uh, with some of the big players and the physical players that Munster are missing. So the weather was horrendous. Like, you know, God, there was people, you, you know, you could see people shaking in the ground. The players were shaking at times, particularly the wingers who weren't getting much <laughs> of the ball, but it was horrendous. Was it that bad up there, Fiona? Um, yeah, it was, to be honest with you. There was a couple, even you could see it with a couple of the box kicks, Rory, I, I think Casey, a couple of times um, just before he got the yellow card, he kicked out in the full. Um, there was another box kick that nearly went behind him. And it's it's when you can when you see the kick and when the ball goes up in the air, I think you really understand the impact of the wind and, and what it's like. And I even saw, I think, every stoppage in play, Andy Brace was putting his two arms under, his two hands underneath his armpits. It was, it was just so cold. But look, I, I I have to say I agree with Quinny. You know that's what a lot of the the fans were saying after the game as well that I was chatting to about the the monster of old. You know getting over mm. that game line, changing how we play. Um, when you're looking at attacking rugby and you love what you see and you talk about that, um, you know it's very hard to be able to have the same type of players that are just big brutes that are getting over the, the game line. So I understand the way the, the game has changed, but I suppose it was just the errors that, you know, with the conditions being not narrowing things, you know, a couple of knocked on balls that were in attacking moments for Munster, but it was just one of those games. You It could have gone either way, and that's what's so frustrating because this shift, you know, it was only when I watched the, the game back, Rory, I was saying to you there that the shift Munster put in defensively at times was absolutely outstanding. I mean, after Casey's yellow card, Leinster had a kick down the line and the way Munster defended that mall was superb mm. on 32 minutes. They were able to get the turnover scrum, um, then able to get out, you know, off the pitch from that Crowley. It's just... I suppose it's that rub of the green and that's what's frustrating things. There was a couple of penalties I thought they could have got at scrum time. They didn't, you know, you'll have that in every game, but it just doesn't seem to be happening for Munster luckwise, especially with the injuries, as we said. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I suppose, Quinny, like there's further line-out issues for Munster again on the night, which has been a, a theme of their season so far. How much of that can you put down, I suppose, to the weather um, on Tuesday night? Well, I think you when 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 if you analyze the game and look back as a player, I think there'll be certain things in in every match there is that you can do better. I think if we go back to the very start of the game from the first kickoff, yeah. Jack O'Donnell runs the ball back. Um, I think the reaction time to get there, um, his body position, um, his fight on the uh, with with with, with um, taking the ball into contact, um, Dermot Barron then flops down and gives away a penalty. I think Max Deegan takes the legs of of, mm. of Dermot Barron, which in hindsight, or with, with, with you know, with a replay, you can see that stuff. It's difficult for the referee to see that. It looks like he just flops down, but in fact, Andy Bray, or, um, Max Deegan took his legs out from under him. Um, but I just thought that's a sloppy start. Mm. You know, you're running in field. I think it's just they should be more accurate there they should be better there you should be getting into contact clear your lines well don't give them an early kick Harry Byrne kicks it over the bar 3-0 on a night that's going to be really difficult to get scores the second penalty um, 
it's a wide, loopy pass to Jack O'Donoghue again with horrendous wind. You can even see the ball moving in the air. Leinster on a three-point start with loads of defenders in front, charging off the line. They win the collision way behind the gain line and they counter-ruck and it's penalty number two. So I think they, those two penalties can be avoided. And they're small little things in a game that you can, they just, Munster will look at that and they need to be better. Craig Casey should be box kicking that ball. And I know he had two or three. It's on the the camera side, the opposite side from where the players come out uh, around the 10-yard line. He had two or three box kicks there. It took him a while to get used to the wind, which is really difficult, to be fair, in his defence. Mm. Um, because you kick a normal box kick and it's nearly coming back on top of you. You nearly have to ex- exaggerate the distance and kick it like as if you're kicking it 20 yards further than you normally would. And then he got that right with a couple of them. Um, but I think that passing it back to Jack O'Donoghue there was was a little bit naive. Leinster were stormed through and they counter-rocked and got the second penalty. Um, what Fiona's saying about the defence when Craig Casey... I think we have to talk and say, look, what Craig Casey did was absolutely stupid. He'll know that himself. Um, he picks Jordan Larmer up. It's the ball. They're gone like two seconds before he drops him on the ground. He's very, very lucky there. And it was a yellow card and a penalty. It's stupid. Um, he'll know that himself. Okay. I know all about stupid stuff on a rugby field. So I, uh, it's, but it's, you have to mention it. You have to just be really careful. That there. could have been red as well, couldn't you? Couldn't it? Yeah. It could have been. And I just don't think there's a need for it because the ball has gone ages. But anyway, Munster defended superbly well in that passage of play because they stopped them once, then they got another penalty and they stopped them a second time. And I thought that that's the kind of stuff that shows that they're quite united and they're working incredibly hard and they're trying to fix issues that were defensive malls. If you go back to Glasgow a number of mm. weeks ago um, and beyond the try they scored at the end of the game. So I think, uh, you know, Leinster went to the corner there with a view to scoring. And, and I think you felt there was an inevitability about that, that they were going to score. So that was a big moment for them. Um, they defended well. They go in... Uh, you know, the second half then when they have opportunities, they start well, they get a penalty, make it 6-3 and you think you're starting to get a feeling that mm. there's something here for Munster, you know, but you've three lineouts on the trot um, that you lose and you throw them, the three lineouts to the tr- front. I think again, Owen Clark comes into the game incredibly early, uh, did really well. You're down, you're now down Edwin Adogbo. You've no Peter Amani in there. You've no Ty Byrne in there. You've no John Klein in there. You've no R.G. Snyman in there. You've no Finneen Witcherly in there. Um, so you've a huge number of the second rows gone. Gavin Coombs, as we said, has been playing in the second row for the last couple of weeks, doing a really good job there. You've Thomas Ahern, who's still very relatively inexperienced, and he seems to be the only line-out option at this moment, yeah. and they try and go to the front. I think... He went to the front with Coombs at one stage. Ryan Baird, I think, stole the three lineouts or got a hand in the three lineouts. And you just sense then that that's, that's the game, really, because if Munster win, the, particularly the, the one that was deep in the, in the, in the Leinster 22. 22, it was only five or six yards out. Win that one, stay there, um, get them all rumbling there. You know, you never know. You get over one try, wins this game, I think. And uh, I also thought the decision to kick when Munster were, got a penalty five yards out, Jack Crowley to kick was mm-hmm. probably the wrong decision there with the wind. Um, 
know, when you're that close to the line, I think tap and go. That's a tap and go job. Um, have a crack. Keep going. You may get another penalty out of it. You may get one closer to the post. Um, but again, look, if he kicks the penalty and the shot clock went, I don't know if they would have even allowed it because it went over the time uh, when Jack Crowley kicked there. But going back to the original question, sorry, the lineouts, um, you're missing so many people there and you have an inexperienced hooker, an inexperienced lineout caller, and you're up against a team who are very, very good defensively. You have to tip your hat to Ryan Baird. Um, that power and that 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 quality is on from Leinster, that depth that they have. Um, but those three three lineouts are really, really crucial. You contrast that to a line lineout near the end where where Leinster um had a line out in the Munster twenty two on the opposite side of where the players come out and they throw to the tail and win it comfortably. They build it in field and get the winning penalty. And that kind of just told me that number one, confidence, player personnel accuracy, all that kind of stuff. Sheen goes to the tail in those conditions and wins it clean. They win it cleanly. So, you know, again, it's, 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 it'd be wrong to be critical of, of these players because I think their effort levels and uh, their commitment, their desire, um, you know, they're, they're, it's really difficult from at the moment. And they're coming up against good sides as well. It's not, you know, Leinster, one of the best sides in Europe. And we, we saw what they did in La Rochelle against the, the current champions in wet conditions—they they have that power and that ballast, and um, you know very small margins this, in this game. I think it was there for Munster. So, but like we said it for the last couple of weeks, haven't we? The lineout is is yeah. is, is an area that one lineout to me is too many to lose in a game. <laughs> Yeah, and I will say on that as well, Quinny, if you notice those couple of lineouts, there was a little bit of movement in it and it's just with the changes, it's so it, everything is off. You can see it, the lift is slower, the, the throw was in a bit quicker because they're used to whatever the jumper's getting in. So it's it's those tiny little tweaks that aren't happening when they when there's injuries or when the changes comes in, it just looks a lot more lethargic. So you would be wondering, is there a case for now you probably disagree with me, obviously it's high level rugby, but just if you're going at the front just getting in and getting it done nice and quick yeah possibly I think um, you know it's easier said than done Fiona because I think all opposition teams now feel that um, there's a vulnerability there and mm. you see a dog ball going off the field you don't see Peter O'Mahony Klein Vinny Mitchley Snyman these guys who are you know really big players um and the options then are limited in the lineout, so you can pressurize those two spaces maybe with your two pods. Yeah. Um, and and then look, Lens are probably thinking Malone Clark. They're not Munster. Not going to call this to the tail of the lineout here, so they can bunch up there as well. But maybe shorten the lineout. But then when you yeah. have a five yard lineout and you want to try and get Trimble, them all, gone, yeah, you know, yeah. it's um, the obvious thing is oh yes, yeah, win it. And a lot of people say win it or oh, simply just win it at the front, but. When you've someone so athletic and good like yeah. Ryan Baird, and they're going to spring him up Joel there, McCarty, yeah. um, it's it's difficult. So, look, I think the opposition know that there's there's a bit of inexperience there, and maybe a little bit of control. But it's easier said than done. Look, I think the the reality is there's the set piece and the lineouts are costing moments, uh, monster moments in the last few weeks, and um, they're working harder than I'm sure, um, yeah. but. You know, you you need that bit of experience and quality there to you know have two or three options right across your lineout, and then have the confidence to execute and throw right to the tail, 
like Leinster did at the end of the game. You know, they win it cleanly at the end, uh, at the end of the game at the tail of the line-out. So, um, there's no quick-fix solution here. They've just got to try and uh, find a way, maybe, of doing things a little bit quicker, as you said. Well, that is part one of the Red 78. To listen to the full episode where we talk about our star of the week, Monsters mounting injury problems, and we look ahead to this week's clash with Connacht. To become an Off The Ball member, check out offtheball.com forward slash join for all the details. You can become a member on the Off The Ball app, Apple, Spotify or YouTube for 9 99 a month. The Red 78. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. I'd like to think I know a lot. 